All righty. I just wanted to bring you a little something tonight. You know, uh, <clears throat> I thought that band did just a real super job. And I love that flute whenever that comes in. It just makes that song. And uh, But I asked them if, to do one of those songs. And I'm gonna, and they're, they're going to do it Sunday. If you want to go along with my sermon on Sunday, and uh, I'm going to do a sermon Sunday that I, the, I don't know. I was downstairs and and doing some things, and just a real strong feeling come over. And it's like the Lord said, "I want you to do something." And the title of my sermon is "Take Up Your Cross." That's going to be my Sunday sermon. There's a lot to this that we don't understand, or many of us don't don't understand. I'm going to kind of explain some things as I go along. But that take up your cross, it's, it's not what you think it is. And uh, you might want to read through there where Jesus tells us to take up our cross and follow him. If we don't take up our cross and follow him, we are not worthy of him. That's what he tells us. And uh, but I just wanted to thank the band because everything sounded so good. I had I actually had tears listening to them do that. And several of those songs, I think our band is just they just keep improving, and they're coming together a whole lot better. They're more in a unison. They're uh, they're harmonizing more together. And I've, I've, I've had other people tell me, said, that band really sounding good. I said, thank y'all. I said, you tell them. And uh, so other people are noticing it too. So uh, I just wanted to kind of tell y'all a little something about some of the songs or one of the songs that they're going to do. And that one song is when he reached down his hand. That song has such a meaning to it if you'll listen to those words when he reached down his hand for us. And uh, so I, I, I called Rhonda and uh, asked her if there was any possible way that they could do that song. And she says, yes. And I, I thanked her. I hadn't had a chance to talk to them this evening but I, I want them to know how much I appreciate everything they do their hard work and they go all out for the glory of God it's not them it's God God is touching them and he's using them to glorify him and uh, tonight I just want to it's not long but it's more of a personal thing that happened to me during uh, this COVID and the time that we had the church kind of shut down and uh, I missed a lot of stuff in that time we were closed down there for a while but when we come back open and got opened up again it seems like I could tell a difference. I know I could tell a difference in myself and what I felt. But I've entitled my little message tonight, The Importance of Praise. Have you ever thought about praise and what, what your praise means to God? 
when we're praising God, we're thanking God. We're giving him praise for what he is doing for us, for the th- way he's blessed us, for the things, the way he has touched us. Everybody in here can praise God. Every- I know that each and every one of you have had things go on in your life that you praised God because you know it was God that did it. I know Juanita is going through something right now, and I know she's praising God. And God's going to bring her through this. And a miracle is going to take place. I'm going to tell you that now. I'm going to tell you. It's going to take place. And uh, I've been praying about that and praying about that. And I know that God hears us. And I know that God's going to to answer it. And uh, I'm not going to say what it is because right now it's kind of personal. But when it happens, you'll know it. And... uh, but just I want to ask a question, because I had to ask myself this question. When was the last time that you really praised God? You ever thought about that? When was the last time that you just really, just if nothing else, just got on your face, got on your knees, lifted those hands, and just praised God for what he has done for you, and, and I mean, when you praise him, you meant it with your heart. See, that's the whole thing to praise. It's coming to God and meaning it and be sincere in your heart. God does not want phony praise. God wants real praise. He wants your heart. And when you're thanking him, you thank him with your heart. That you're truly, truly grateful for what God has done. You know, I know it's been a while for some of us, and we haven't realized when the last time we really praised God. It kind of gets away from us. You know, it's just like when our church services, you know, they, they change due to the, to the pandemic or the COVID or whatever you want to call it. But I think many of us lost the true sense of worship. I really do. Because we was missing church. Now, I'm sure some of you kind of probably maybe watched it on TV. Or maybe you didn't. I don't know what you did. I hope you did. I hope you got into your Bible. I hope maybe you got into to your Bible stronger, reading God's Word and seeing what God was saying to you. But uh, I know that uh, there's an importance in praising God, maybe even more than what we have, have imagined. Just think about something. When you do something for somebody, isn't it nice to have them just say, Thank you. I appreciate that so much. You really helped me out. Are they? And many times, you do something, nobody ever says anything, no thanks, no nothing. Well, God is the same way. He just, it, he wants to be knowing that you are saying, thank you, Lord, I appreciate what you did. And you're meaning it in your heart. And, uh, but uh, I know there's still some today that never has got back into church. They're still using that. Well, I, that COVID's running around again. But yeah, like I said before, they're going out here doing everything in the world, going everywhere. And they're not worried about COVID. But yet, they, they say they're worried about COVID coming back to church. I'd be more worried about COVID going to Walmart or somewhere like that. But they're not. They're, they're, they're flocking in there. And most of them are not even wearing masks anymore. So, uh, 
That's not an excuse anymore. They're going to have to figure out whether they're going to worship God or not. Whether they want God in their life. They can't just keep going on and on and just day to day say, well, I'm going to get back in. I've had people tell me, I'm going to get back in church. I know I need to get back in church. I'm going to get, I haven't seen them yet. And, uh, but you know, uh, Watching church on television is not the same as coming to church and being with the people in the church. And uh, your friends, your loved ones. When you get into a group of God-fearing people that love God and they're giving praise to God, you feel that praise. You feel something that uh, you don't feel a lot of times if you're just doing it by yourself. But when you get into a group of people that love God, something starts happening. God's spirit is moving, and you feel that spirit. And it goes through you, and you know that you are in the presence of God. And uh, you can feel the presence of God moving on the inside of you. You know he's there as you sing, as you give praise to God. You know, even the Bible tells us in Hebrews, over in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some. And some do. They, they, they quit going. They say, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves, of coming together, worshiping God. And... Uh, but exhorting or lifting each other up <clears throat> and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is he talking about? What day is he talking about? What day is he talking about seeing approaching? The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The rapture. And it's getting closer and closer each and every day. It can happen like I've told y'all at any time. There is nothing else that has to take place. Nothing has to happen. All Jesus has to do is come back and that trumpet sound and we're out of here. That's all that has to happen. Everything else is in place. And, uh, but, uh, but during that pandemic when we had to shut down the church for a while, like I said, I watched some of the services on TV and everything, but during that, there was something missing. It's not that I wasn't up in the pulpit, but there was just something missing. And, I, and as, I, as I'm sitting there, I'm listening, and what, it, it hit me. Where was the praise? Where was the worship? How come I wasn't feeling what I know I should have felt? Because it, I was away from where it was going on, for one thing. I wasn't in the group. It may surprise y'all, but there's been many times me sitting up here preaching to y'all that I couldn't hardly stand still because I was preaching to myself also. Many times I've stood up here, and I've, I've, I've opened up my notes. It's just like God said, you might as well put those away because God was going to do something that he wanted to do. I love it when God does that. When God says, just don't pay attention to that, what you wrote. You just listen to my Holy Spirit and follow what he says. And when that happens, I can't hardly stand still. I've had David and some of them say, 
you were so acting and so moving around, we couldn't even keep up with you on the camera. I mean, and I don't realize that's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't realize that. I'm just so stirred inside. I've got to move. I can't stand still. It's like that Holy Spirit. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm going to start dancing or something. I don't know. But I mean, whenever things really get to popping and going and the Holy Spirit just really starts giving me stuff, it's hard to stand still. If you've ever had that situation in your life where the Holy Spirit come upon you and started talking to you and speaking to you, you can't hardly sit still. You're not supposed to sit still. You're supposed to be listening and you're supposed to be active and do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. He is our comforter. He is, he is here for us to guide us, to lead us. To, to, I'm going to say he is here to convict us. Not condemn us, but to convict us. When we have sin or something going on in our life, he will convict you of it. He'll, he'll bring that to your remembrance. Well, you know, this is not something right here that needs to be doing or this or that. He will bring it to your mind. That's one of his jobs, is to convict us when we are not where we should be. And uh, it's time to change. And, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, as I, was, as I was feeling these things going on in my spirit, I realized I was, I was missing being in a congregation with other believers when they were raising their voices, praising God, lifting their hands, giving God praise, when they was letting the Spirit move, when the Spirit starts moving, He will move all over the church. Many people will feel it. You can tell when the Holy Spirit is moving. I can. And it's hard for me sometimes just to sit there without hollering or doing something because I know that the Holy Spirit is in here. And I know that he is, is moving among us and that, that he is uh, just doing a work with us. You know, I've even sat here, it was like this evening. I was sitting back here listening to him sing and play, and I had to keep wiping tears. Because I was feeling the Spirit through their song and what they were doing. I could tell that they were feeling something. I could tell by their voices, the way they were singing. I could, even Beverly up here, I, sometimes I get tickled at her. She can't stand still. She's got to be hopping around, jumping around. I just say, go, Beverly, go, you know. And uh, because she's got the spirit. She loves God. And when that spirit comes upon her, she can't stand still. She's got to be moving. And she loves the Lord with all of her heart. And, but you can tell that the Spirit is moving in her. All of them up here, when they get to playing, in fact, you can tell the difference when the Spirit is moving. The music sounds different. The songs sound different. The voices sound different. I'm sitting there. You, well, what's going on? I don't know. I've got chills. I've got goosebumps. I've got things going on in me. that I mean, I can't explain whether you do have that or not. I don't know. But when that spirit is here and that spirit is moving, you are going to know it. And I have tears. I'm, I keep a box of cleaning because I'm always having to wipe tears. I guess I'm just, I've, 
I've got feelings when the Spirit starts moving, and I can't hardly hold back tears. I've just got, I've just, I've just got a passion for the Spirit's moving, and uh, but I know that when we was off, I missed that feeling of that Spirit in my presence. I missed the, the, the not feeling the Spirit. Now, whose fault was that? That was mine. Whether I'm in church or whether I'm not in church, I should still worship, praise God in the Spirit. But it's so much easier when you've got others in the Spirit too. It really is. And, uh, but, uh, Whenever you praise God in your spirit, that's when we really experience God. That's when we feel God. You know, in the book of John, in, in chapter 4, verse 23 through 24, John is saying something. And it's going on right now. Just like you've already listened to this. But the hour will come, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. True worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. He wants us to worship Him in spirit. Now listen to what, listen to what I'm saying. Why He wants us to worship in spirit. God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. We are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. When that spirit starts moving, you, you can't stand still. You're going to move, and you're going to worship God, and it's going to be true worship. It's going to be a worship that God can appreciate and love because it's a true worship, just like what he says right here. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, in feeling, in truth that he is the one, the only, the almighty creator of all things. And uh, but I just want to go here one morning I went downstairs, and I was alone in my office, and I was reading his word, and I was studying. And all of a sudden, I lifted my hands, and I started praying, and I started giving praise to God, giving thanks for his love, giving thanks for my family, giving thanks that he had brought Linda and I through that COVID. I like to lost Linda. Even one of the nurses told Linda after she'd recovered that, Honey, I didn't know if you would be here when I came back to work the next morning. Linda was very bad. I know that I was in a constant prayer. I know the church was in prayer. The individuals lifted her up. But see, we all came together in a spirit of truth, in a spirit of love. We come before God asking Him to touch her, to heal her, and He did. I was never so thankful. I, I went about probably around a month or so and never even saw her. I couldn't see her. We was in the hospital together, one floor apart. 
I couldn't see her. I didn't know what was going on. We, did, we could talk every now and then on the telephone. But God's presence was there. I, even in that hospital, I knew everything's going to be all right. I could feel the Spirit of God. Matter of fact, in that hospital, I had an experience with some nurses. There was a little old man. I don't know who he was. I don't know anything about him. But all he would do was moan and cry and holler out. And I was in there, and that nurse was in there, and I, said, and I asked about it. I said, what is She said, we don't know what to do. I said, we can't stop his moaning and his crying and his carrying on. He is in such pain. She said, we can't help him. I said, let's pray. They kind of looked at me. I said, let's pray. We prayed. And they said, okay. We prayed in that hospital room. And it wasn't no time all that quit. The moaning, the groaning. They said, he's sleeping. He's, t he's, he's comfortable. God touched him because we asked God to touch him. I don't know if these nurses had ever experienced anything like that happening. But God moved in that hospital. He touched people. I know he moved and touched my wife. Just because we're in a hospital don't mean that God's not. His spirit is moving around doing works in the hospital. He's listening to us. I know in my, in my trips and, and everything to the hospitals and praying for people, I could feel God's presence. I knew God was there. And I saw a lot of signs, miracles, and wonders take place in the hospital. And, there, and God is still in the, in the miracle business today. It has not ceased. Many people say, well, well the miracle of, of God has ceased. I said, no, they hadn't. that God is the miracle maker and God is still working miracles if you'll just believe. And they kind of look at you. No, God is still in the miracle business if you'll just believe. And start thanking him before you ever see anything. I know whenever I was praying for Linda, I was thanking God, saying, Lord, thank you for her healing. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching her. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to bring her through this. Lord, I'm giving you praise right now. For Lord, I know you're going to do it. We're both your children. I know you love us both. And I'm thanking you right now for, the, for your touch and that you're going to bring her through this. And you've already brought me through it. Now you're bringing her through it. And things just started getting better and better. So it's worshiping God in truth and spirit and faith knowing that he's going to do what his word says that he will do. And uh, as I was down there in my office and lifting my hands and praising and giving thanks to God for each one of you, I started naming you by names. Thanking God for each one of you. Thanking God for this church. And that, Lord, this church is coming back. This is not going to stop our church. And... Uh, before I knew it, I didn't realize it, but I had tears 
just running down my face, dripping off of me onto, onto my shirt and everything. It was just, I couldn't stop them. I was in the presence of an almighty God, and my tears would not stop. God says he looks at our tears, and he knows what those tears mean. He sees faith in those tears, and he sees love in those tears. Your tears mean something to God because tears are sincere. And God knows that. But I could feel that morning downstairs, I could feel God's presence down there. I had, like I said, I had the chills, the goosebumps. I just shaking. And I know that was just the spirit in me. But I knew that God, I knew the Spirit was there that morning. And I was worshiping God. I was worshiping Him in truth and in spirit, just like His Word said that that's what I need and that's what you have to do. To worship me, you must be in truth and in spirit. And uh, I could feel His presence. And then uh, in a little while, something happened. As I was sitting there, and giving praise and thanks to God, as I offered up my praise to God, he did something. Now believe me, I did not know that I needed what God was going to do. God revealed his love to me. I experienced healing in my body. Not just a physical healing, but I felt a spiritual healing. It's hard to explain what you feel when this is going on. But when God is touching you, there's a, there's a heat. There's a source running through you. And I know that's the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but I felt a new encouragement that, again, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. God is going to straighten out all this mess that's going on. Our church is going to reopen. And our church is going to be stronger and better than what it was. And it's getting there. <coughs> but most of all, I felt the presence of God with me in that room. That was worth everything right there, feeling the presence of God in that room with me. Some of the gifts that God gave me that morning, I didn't even know I needed them. But God knew what I needed. And God touched me in certain ways there. And I'm going to tell you something right now. God knew what I needed, and he knows what each one of you need. You just have to get into prayer. Get in. Get, get into prayer praising God and a true worship and true faith and true belief and just tell Lord, Lord, Lord God just touch me in a mighty way Lord that, that I can please you that I can do what you want me to do Lord that Lord I belong to you just touch me that I can be your servant Lord you see things going on in my family you see things going on in my life and Lord I'm asking you to touch each member of my family. Lord, those that don't know Christ, I'm asking you to touch them. Reveal yourself to them. Lord, that they know, that they know, that they know it's you. And they're not doubting. And Lord, draw them in. 
You know, he says that we can't come to God unless he draws us. So we have to ask God, too, a lot of times, Lord, draw us to you. And when you know it's God and you know it's him drawing you, you don't want to resist him. You want to go. You want to be there. You want to do what God wants you to do. But as my time with God came to a close, I don't know how long I was down there. I get down there in my office sometimes. I'll be down there hours. But, but I was down there, but the whole time I was, down, I was feeling the presence of God. I didn't want it to end, really. I was loving it. I was enjoying it. See, there's a great importance in our praising God. It comes in those moments of praise and thanksgiving. When you're truly praising God and wanting God's presence, that's when God's Spirit comes down and touches your spirit. That's when God comes down and Spirit touches Spirit. And that's what God does when you truly want Him to come down. But in, in our time of praise and prayer, see, that, like I said, that's when we experience God in brand new ways. God will do things in your life that you wouldn't even expect Him. Just like He did in mine. There's some things He did that I wasn't expecting. I didn't know I needed those things. But there's things I needed in my life that God just supernaturally touched me with and gave me a whole fresh, it's just like a renewing. You know, whenever you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to keep it. It has to be refilled. It's kind of like a car. You can get a full tank of gas, but you can go and go and go, but all of a sudden that gas starts going down, and you have to refill. Sometimes we, have, we need that refilling with that Holy Spirit. Fill me, refill me, and the Holy Spirit will do it. Sometimes we use up what God has given us and we haven't refilled. How do you refill? Get into God's Word. Read God's Word. See what God tells you. Invite God into your life. Tell Him to fill you. Say, when, my, when this tank starts getting low, Lord, just fill it back up. And that's what you have to do. We all need a refilling. Just a one-time thing is not enough. You don't fill up your car one time. And that's all you have to do it. You feel it. You fill it a number of times. And we need to be filled numerous times with the Spirit. And just let that Spirit touch you. Let that Spirit fill you. So why would we not give God praise? Why would we not praise God and receive what God's got for us? We need to praise God, and for one thing, God deserves to be praised. God deserves it. But I just wanted to bring you that tonight. That has been on my heart. And we just have to realize God loves each and every one of us. He's here for us, but we have to keep it. We have to invite him. He's not going to barge in. He's not going to kick the door of your life open and barge in. You're going to have to invite him. He says he will gently knock, but you have to open the door. The handle is on the inside. It's not on the outside. You have to open the door. 
So when you feel your presence and you need God in your life, say, Lord, I want you to come in. I want you to fill me. I want you to minister to me. I want you to talk to me. And Lord, I want you to fill me with whatever I need that I can be your servant and that I can praise you and walk with you. He'll do it. He'll do it. But I just wanted to bring this to you tonight and just let you know that we all need to take that time to get in the presence of God, give him the praise he so richly deserves, and just give him true thanks for all he does. You know, some of you, well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if God's really done all that much. Just stop and think. God has done so much in each one of our lives that we can't thank him enough, really. It should be a constant praise and thank you to God for what he does. Let's go to prayer. God, Father in heaven, thank you so much for your love, your mercy, your grace, your compassion. Lord, thank you that, Lord, you love us so much that you didn't give us what we deserve. But, Lord, your compassion was on us. You forgave us. You forgave us, Lord, and we ask you. Your son forgave us. He even died for us so that we could be forgiven. So, Lord, thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, just may we continue to praise you, to want you in our life, to invite you in. Lord, just ask you to touch each person here tonight. Lord, each person here tonight I know needs something. I don't know what they need, but you do. And, Lord, if it's a healing, I ask you to heal them. Lord, if it's more of you, I ask you just to come more into their life. Lord, whatever it is they need, Lord, I ask that you fill them. Fill them, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill them with your love and all your goodness, Lord, that we may go forth and serve you and, 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 and just deliver fruit for you. Lord, thank you so much for everything. Father, we give you praise and glory. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.